You are listening to How to Get Along with Your Family with Rebecca Ingebrigtsen, episode number two. Welcome to How to Get Along with Your Family, a podcast created for women who are exhausted from trying to please everyone just to keep the peace. We focus on real families and real solutions so you can change everything without changing anyone. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to be here recording episode number two and I am so happy that you decided to come back and join me for more. So I really wanted to take a second here and talk to you guys a little bit about why I decided to do a podcast. There's a lot of options available And this is something I just felt really compelled to do. I've had the idea to do a podcast for a while now, and I've been putting it off, but now I just feel like it's the right time. Now, I really believe that life coaching changed my life completely. Once I started to hear and learn and understand the tools and concepts that I've learned and I now teach... I really made some big changes in my life and in my relationships. And the way I first got started making those changes and learning these concepts and tools was by listening to podcasts. And so I just feel like what better way to give back all of the things I have been given and share my knowledge through this podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. And I really want to encourage you to try to apply some of these tools and concepts to your life because you can make real change without spending a dime. And that's the opportunity that I'm giving to you. Okay, so in the last episode, we talked about how to become an emotional champion. Now that was just part one. And I want to continue on episode number two with part two of how to become an emotional champion. So in the last episode, we talked a lot about how your thoughts create your feelings and that in order to be an emotional champion, you need to be take responsibility for all of your feelings. Now that's really setting aside the victim mentality and being very clear and, and actually believing that your circumstances don't cause your feelings. It's but it's the thoughts about them that do. What's the second part of becoming an emotional champion? It is being willing to feel any emotion. So you might think that this doesn't make a lot of sense because being an emotional champion, taking responsibility for your feelings is saying that you create all your feelings. So if you create all of your feelings, why would you want to feel negative emotion And if you could create a positive emotion, why wouldn't you? Why would you need to be willing to feel any emotion? Well, there are times in life when you will want to choose negative emotion. If a family member dies, I don't think that you're going to want to choose to feel happy in that moment. You are most likely going to choose to feel sad. And that's definitely okay. What is an emotion? The definition of an emotion is a temporary vibration in your body. So there is a difference between emotions and sensations, and I just want to touch on that very quickly, and then I will keep moving. So an emotion is something that starts in the brain and sends a signal to your body. A sensation starts 
in your body and sends a signal to your brain. So let's say that you reached out and you grabbed a pan on the stove. The pan was hot and you pulled your hand away. What happened was you touched the hot pan. So you had a stimulus on your body that sent a signal to your brain saying, this is hot, remove your hand from it. And you pulled it away. Now it happens so quickly that sometimes it's hard to remember the order in which it happens. But an emotion is something that starts in your brain. It's a thought in your brain. And your brain sends a signal to your body to vibrate at a certain frequency. And that's how we experience emotions. Now, these vibrations that are felt in your body are different for each emotion. So there's going to be a different vibration if you're happy or if you're sad, if you're angry, if you're excited. But it is just a vibration. And the vibration is temporary. If you think about it, you have already felt probably every negative emotion that there is to feel. You've not probably welcomed it into your life and you might have even tried to resist it at some point, but you have felt every emotion and you have come out of it. They've all been temporary. You have survived every single emotion. Yet we still try to lessen the vibration or avoid it completely. And there are two ways that I find that most people try to avoid their emotions. The first one is by buffering. And buffering is something that we do in order to distract ourselves from the feeling or to lessen that vibration. So some things that you might do if you are buffering, so if you're trying to avoid feeling something, is maybe over shopping, overeating, over drinking, watching, you know, binge watching Netflix, spending too much time on Facebook or other social media. I have been known to use volunteering and family time as a way to buffer some of the emotions that I feel. And the other way we avoid emotions is by resistance. So I'm going to give you a couple of analogies just to give you an idea of what I mean by buffering and what I mean by resistance. If you think about a jar, let's say you have a jar and you have it filled about three quarters of the way up with marbles and you put the the top on this jar and you shake it up. Now, this is what happens in your body when you have a, a feeling or an emotion. Okay. It's a vibration in your body. Now, all of these marbles are smacking around, hitting each other, hitting the side of the jars, hitting each other again, moving around. And every time they hit something there's a vibration and collectively it makes this big vibration in the jar. Now buffering is a way that in which we try to lessen that vibration because we just don't want to feel it as intensely. Imagine that same jar with the marbles that's three quarters of the way full. Now I want you to fill it up with some food and some water, some drinks or liquid. Okay. Now shake up that jar again and, and see the difference. Are the vibrations as intense? No, because the liquid and the food is softening these vibrations. The vibration is still happening, but it's just not happening as intensely. And it really does lessen the way we feel. However, it's not a good idea for us because that we there's different effects that we get from the buffering. Now, 
Instead of waiting for the marbles to settle down naturally, most of us will buffer. Okay, so we'll add something to the equation in order to distract ourselves or to lessen the vibration. The other way in which we do that is resistance. Now, resistance is a whole different ball game. Okay, we're still trying to avoid the emotion, but we do it in a very, we do it in a way that uses a lot of energy, a lot of our energy. So this is the analogy I want you to think about. So I want you to think that you are sitting in a room by yourself. There's no windows, but there's a door. There's one door. You're very happy in this room. You like this room just the way it is, and you don't want to make any changes to it. Now on the other side of that door, negative emotion waits. Let's just call it, I don't know, fear. So fear's on the other side of the door and fear wants to come in. You don't really want fear to come in. So you say, no, I'm not dealing with fear today. Go away. Well, fear is not going to go away. Fear is going to try to get in because fear needs to come in and you don't want it in there. So what you do is you hold the door knob and you push against the door and fear is pushing it back against you. And you use a lot of your energy trying to keep that emotion out. But what happens is that eventually you get exhausted and you can't fight any longer. And fear just comes right in. So the thing with resistance is that we try so hard to avoid it. And we want to push back against it so hard but eventually we feel that emotion anyway. Now, you can resist for a long time, and some people do this for years and years, but what happens is then we start to see these emotions affect us physically. We start to get physical symptoms from holding these emotions in. What do you do? What can you do, right? Because nobody is that excited about feeling negative emotions, and it seems like a natural thing to do, to resist or to buffer. Now, lots of times people are buffering and they don't even realize it, you guys. So I want you to pay attention to ways in which maybe you are buffering. Now, sometimes these are a little sneaky and so you're going to have to pay close attention. Everybody's buffering is a little bit different. But what can you do instead Well, this is what I would like you to do. I would really like you to open that door and invite that negative emotion in. Don't resist it. Just let it be there. My mentor, Brooke Castillo, likes to call this carrying around a heavy purse. So she's oftentimes, well, I will hear her say like, oh, well, I was feeling shame today and I just carried it around with me like a heavy purse. It doesn't mean you have to do anything differently or that you have to react to the emotion, but just let it be with you. All it is is a vibration in your body. You can handle this. It doesn't feel like you can, but I promise you, you can. So you invite the emotion in and then you become the observer or the watcher of the emotion. Now, this is an incredible technique because not only... Does it help you to learn more about yourself and your emotions? It actually kind of takes you out of feeling that emotion altogether because now it's like you're outside of your body looking at it across the room, analyzing the feeling, and by paying attention to the feeling, it really lessens the power it holds over you. So how do you become the watcher? 
so you'd identify the feeling, right? So, okay, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling fear. Where is this feeling in my body? Hmm. Okay, so when I feel fear, my heart races. The, the rate of my breathing increases a little bit. My eyes get wider. I'm more alert. I'm looking around. You might ask yourself, how long does this feeling last? So when you resist a feeling, it actually makes it last longer because even though you think you're resisting it, you are feeling it to some extent. And the more you resist it, the more you're making it a big, scary thing that you can't handle. So every time you're resisting emotion, you're proving to yourself that you can't handle the emotion. And so that makes you want to resist it even more. So by allowing the emotions to come in and really leaning into them, you give yourself an opportunity to create evidence for yourself that you can handle emotion. Have you ever been sad before? Have you ever felt grief? How about fear? Inadequacy? I have felt all of these emotions. I have felt these emotions. They've not felt great, but I have survived every single one of them and they don't last forever. Sometimes I think that we fear these emotions so much because we think we might never come out of them, especially grief. These are temporary emotions caused by a thought in your mind. And it's okay to feel them. What I want to encourage you to do is to actually feel them, allow them, feel them, and don't react to them. You can be angry and not yell and complain. You can be sad without crying and telling everybody you're sad. You can feel shame and walk around with a smile on your face. I'm not suggesting that you pretend you're not feeling the emotions. What I'm suggesting is the emotions is just a vibration in your body and you don't have to react to them. You can carry it around with you like a heavy purse and allow that feeling to be there and not let it affect what you are doing that particular day. Now, I understand that this is not going to feel natural at first, but the more that you try this, the more you're going to really enjoy it because being the watcher and the observer is so much different than being at the effect of the emotions. And when you are being the objective watcher, you basically are just researching and you're not there to judge the emotion or the amount of time it takes to for that emotion to pass or how much resistance you gave it at the beginning. None of those things. So this is not an invitation to beat yourself up in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I'm going to tell you that from this day forward, you are no longer allowed to beat yourself up for anything. This is It's just a way in which to do research and really find out what these emotions are, how they feel in your body, how long they last, and which thoughts cause them. Because once we start to get to a point where we have all the research, we're going to be able to then change those thoughts that are causing these feelings. But first, we need to have all of the information. So this week, I really want you guys to take note of your feelings and then ask yourself questions around them. The most important one is which thought is creating this feeling. But also, I really think it's important to be very descriptive of your feelings 
what the feeling is, where it's felt in your body, how long it lasts, because that really takes away some of the scariness of the emotion. When you realize it's just a vibration in your body and you can pinpoint where in your body you can feel these vibrations, it's just going to give you a sense of control over what's happening. And you do have some control over what's happening. The problem is you just haven't been taught the information yet. And it takes a little bit of time for me to get the information out to you because I need to give it to you in little bits. Otherwise, you would be completely overwhelmed. And you would probably be trying to change thoughts that you haven't researched yet. So your thoughts and your feelings are so important and we do really need to know what they are. So the things that you do or you don't do are the symptoms of a bigger problem. And the the problem that we need to discover is the thoughts behind it, the belief systems that you have that are causing these feelings. But this week is all about feelings. So what are you feeling? What's the emotion? Where is it in your body? Let's do some research. Now, in order to help you out with this, I'm going to be putting a worksheet that you can use to describe your feelings. And I'm going to also put on there a list of feelings because if you're anything like me, you have a hard time putting your feelings into words. And so for me, it took a long time to even get comfortable with what feelings were available to me. So I'm going to post a list of feelings. I'm also going to add a downloadable worksheet that you can use over and over again. So if you have any questions, I want you to comment on the podcast. I want you to reach out to me, maybe email. I want to help you understand this better. And I also want to make sure I answer any and all of your questions. So if you have any questions, please send them to me. I can answer them personally or Um, If I get a few, I probably will just do a QA and a session on the podcast. So you got part one and part two of becoming an emotional champion. And I'm going to be continuing on with bringing my entire program to you in the next several weeks. All right, my friends, I'm so happy to be able to give you this information. When you can feel any emotion, Nothing can hold you back because you won't be afraid to feel whatever emotion comes up. To give you an example, feeling an emotion and keeping it but not reacting to it would be this podcast. It's not a very comfortable feeling to be recording the podcast and thinking about it being out there for everybody to listen to. So there is a certain amount of fear that I feel the whole time I'm recording this podcast and I know it's going to build up until the point where I actually launched the podcast. Now, there are different ways I can feel about it, and there are different ways I feel about it. Part of me has fear, fear of the judgment, fear of rejection, fear that nobody will listen, that it won't be good enough. And then a part of me is very excited because I know this information can be life-changing. I know somebody out there needs this information. By being willing to give away my program on this podcast, somebody is going to be able to change the relationships with their family this holiday season and beyond. Maybe you're listening to this a year after it's been recorded and you can still use all of these concepts in order to change your life. I just think it's really an amazing thing to be able to take responsibility for your emotional life and your mental health. So often the mental health portion of our lives gets swept under the rug or pushed to the back burner 
because there's a certain stigma with it. And also we're just not used to that being a priority. And so I just really want to commend you for making that a priority and coming back and listening to more information because I know that this is something you can use. This information is for everyone. I just focus mostly on relationships and helping moms from small towns build their businesses. So if you want more information, you can find me on YouTube, you can find me on Facebook, or you can just contact me directly. You can email me at Rebecca at inspiredactionspersonalcoaching.com. And I would be happy to hear from you and I would be happy to answer any and all of your questions. Thank you for listening to How to Get Along with Your Family podcast with your host, certified life coach, Rebecca Ingebrigtsen. Do you consider yourself a people pleaser? Join me in episode number three, where we learn why you do it, why it doesn't work, and what to do instead. Come on, I'll meet you there.